Living Corporate is brought to you by Doximity. Over 90% of graduating medical students join Doximity to use our tools before earning their doctoral degree. As medicine's largest network, there's an elevated level of responsibility to everything we do. We don't take that responsibility lightly and are committed to working towards a more equitable world inside and beyond our virtual office walls. If you want to learn more about Doximity, make sure you go to your app store, type in D-O-X-I-M-I-T-Y. That's D-O-X-I-M-I-T-Y. Hey, 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 hello, 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 and welcome to Dump DEI, Dump DEI, Dissecting the Data, Part 3. My name is Vonda Page, and I am your host. I am super excited to talk to you. I am super excited to be here. I am super excited to embark on an amazing trip and I leave tomorrow. I'm going to beautiful Washington DC to hang out with my fellow cohorts in an amazing mentorship program as well as our mentor and coaches and I'm just super excited. And hey, 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 there's my girl in the house, Tammy TT. What's up? Um, I am super excited to be here. I am super excited to talk again about dump DEI, right? And to talk about this data. And you know what I think is so, you know, interesting is, you know, I I played uh, Stop to Think, right? Dion Ferris to open it up. Um, and she's one of my favorite artists. You know, she doesn't have a gigantic music catalog, but let me just tell you, um, hey, we need to dump it. What's up, Wendy? So, hey, look, y'all. I played Stop the Think, right, by Dion Ferris, because what I'm trying to figure out is where is the thinking? Where is the thinking behind DEI in terms of looking at what we know to be true? Looking at what we absolutely 100% know to be true. So, hey, I want to thank y'all for joining. I'm going to do a little quick intros for people who have not uh, had a chance to listen before if this is their first time. So, hey, my name is Vonda Page and I am the Radical Results Mentor for Leaders Looking to Level Up and Managers Making Moves. I'm the CEO of Radical Change LLC. LLC stands for Leaders Learn Change, which is a boutique revolutionary coaching firm really focused on leveling up leaders for to legendary status. And I do that through masterminds, mentorships, memberships, and of course, through classes like what I am doing. Um, but I feel so strongly about how we need to dump DEI that I wrote a book about it. And the book is called Dump DEI, um, uh, Alleviate Anti-Blackness. Instead, I started writing it um, back in like 2017, but then 2020, it really whole took another turn. And, you know, I said, okay, well, it's time to put it out here. And so, um, I believe that, you know, I understand, first of all, let me back up and say, first of all, right. I want to explain to people hearing and, and, and tuning in for the first time that when I say dump DEI, when I say dump diversity, equity, inclusion, I am not talking about dumping the overall goals 
of DEI, especially not as the way black people see him. And I think, and, and, and my fellow sisters, y'all let me know what you think, but I think, right, that for black women specifically, and indigenous women, I feel like that they will be okay with me speaking for them. DEI has not worked for us. I pasted a link in the chat to a SHRM report uh, that is hilarious. And Tammy, you will love it. And um, Dr. Wendy, I think you're going to love it too. But the SHRM report talks about the trends that they know that nobody is doing the work. And it's almost like they're making a joke. It's almost like they're playing in our face. It's almost like they are intentionally saying, ha, 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 this was never made or created to advance equity or equality for black women. It wasn't designed for that, right? Um, and so what we know is we know that data exists eternally, right? Internally. We know that they have the data because all of these reports, they keep saying the same thing. And so for years, since I've been following all of this stuff, I've been following this stuff since 1996. And I remember this, and this is a super funny story, but we had to talk about this offline, y'all. So back in the 80s, uh, somebody in my family, they were, we not shot, right? Somebody in the 80s, they worked for the um, EEOC. And this person uh, dated the uh, another person that worked in the EEOC. And I actually dated the same person. And that was, it was a black man. And we had a conversation and I remember saying, you know, well, what is the EEOC really doing? And how can y'all really do anything when the people in the EEOC, right, are there um, at the behest of, you know, business, right? And business's approval. And, and so thinking back to, you know, 20, 30 years ago, 15 years ago even, right, nothing has changed from the standpoint that business dictates the laws, business dictate, right, uh, the employee experience. Within most companies, my research shows that people believe, and in most companies, that HR is responsible for uh, leading the DEI initiatives. Well, how many of y'all know that HR is usually like 80% white women? 80% of white women, right? White women is making, hey Kevin, white women are making 80 cents on a the dollar. They haven't even fought for their own equity. Nine, uh, uh, Asian women are making 95 cents on a dollar, right? And if you think about all of the ERGs and the women's led groups, right? You have, oh, the women's ERG, which has always been the white and Asian women's ERG in the tech world. Uh, for the last 15 years, I can tell you that because I have been around the, the country. Um, you see, I worked at tw in 20 cities, right, over my career. And, and the entire time, right, black women have never, and, and as a matter of fact, black women have gotten lower um, over that time period. So from the time that the EEOC was formed, from the time that organizations started talking about organizational diversity, because that is what it was called, okay, back in the 90s. It was called organizational diversity. And organizational diversity was run um, by people that had PhDs, and, and it was more around 
organizational effectiveness and how do we need to make sure that, you know, organizations can run smoothly. And so there were all these reports about how black women and men at the time, black women and black men, black people aren't getting paid, right, equally. And and so over time, as always, right, any kind of laws, any kind of guidelines, any kind of whatever that comes out, white women always get to benefit from it, right? So whether we're talking about you know, um, suffrage, you know, in terms of voting, whether we're talking about, uh, you know, pay, right? They, they, they always get the advantage and they, and they always get that on the back of black women. And so when we are looking at the data all this time, all these years, I feel like they are playing in our face with it because they know what it is. They have had this data and have been tracking it since the formulation of the EEOC. Because the EEOC was created because the government determined, oh, yes, there are inequities in employment. And so we want to make equal opportunity. So from then to now, you tell me, why are we only making 58 cents on the dollar? Y'all, if you want to join in and talk, I'm going to click on um, the add you to conversation. The new version of Crowdcast, y'all, goes to, um, you can get up to 16 people. So I'm going to click um, and invite y'all on screen and, and let's talk about what they can do with these numbers because I know what they can do with these numbers. So y'all let me know if you want to jump in. If not, you could hit, you know, um, uh, 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 deny uh, or whatever. But if you want to jump on and talk. So so the numbers can be manipulated, right? So to your point, Kevin. So you can take any numbers and you can make the numbers say, right, what you want them to say, right? You can make the numbers say what you want. At, at any point, right? So when I think about these studies, right? And like the one I pasted to in, in LinkedIn, last night I was looking um, through, or yesterday I was looking through, um, oh, not um, McKenzie's report. Oh, LinkedIn's report, okay? I'm looking through uh, LinkedIn's report, okay? And LinkedIn's report, um, it is so egregious. They're full of BS too. They are full of BS. And so for me, I think for me, my issue is why play the games? Why pretend as opposed to having all of this reports, all of these datas, right? Somebody told me earlier, they looked through a report real quick. The report was 40 pages. And only had two uh, pages of any information. So what is the point of the string along? Is it just to make people forget? Is it just to make people um, complacent? Is it to just cause more harm? Because when I think about the impact of it, right? The impact is harmful. The impact is detrimental. The impact is pretty messed up. And so when I'm wondering about how everybody is still, you know, making it seem like 
you know, things are going fine and still fighting the same battle the same way, I'm concerned. Like, I don't understand, right? Like, like I don't understand, you know, why um, people are still willing to accept the okie doke. Why people are still willing to pretend that this DEI work is working for everybody when literally it works for Asian people at this point, right? And um, some women, but it doesn't work for black women. So for me, right, I think I look at it and I want to understand like, how do we help people recognize that it's not working the way that it is? And, and, and as the people who are on the shitty end of the stick, right? I feel like it's incumbent upon us. I feel like it's, you know, it behooves us to step in and take the action because we already know that nobody is coming, right? Like we literally know that no one is coming for us, right? And so we know that we have to tell our own story, right? We know that we have to, you know, um, uh, 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 build our own solutions, right? And we know that the only way that those things are even going to work with that is that we have to do that in our own way. We got to do that. I always say, like, we have to do that with our swag. And so the thing is, there's so many of us who are, intimidated right by whatever social media by you know these jobs that you know hold all this power you know over many of us so many people are intimidated about you know social media and what people gonna say and this and that when when I was getting blocked and stuff last weekend I mean literally I wasn't worried about it um except for the fact that I had posted some things that I hadn't saved because I didn't do it in my little system the way I'm supposed to so I wanted my content back but in terms of do I believe that LinkedIn is a place, y'all, that gives a shit about DEI? They don't. Um, corporate America doesn't care. The government doesn't care. Nobody cares because we could take it all the way back to 1863 or we could take it back to 1774, 77, 1776, or we could take it all the way back to there for as long past there, for as long as the United States government, right, has been set up right? Since the 1700s, at any point in time, they could have decried and decreed that, you know, um, black people are equal human beings and that pay has to be transparent, right? Off the boat. Okay. They could have decided at any point, right? To make black people equal. And when we went into all these systems, right? The banking systems and all of that, right? At any point they could have made right? Equality. But what did they do instead? They gave everybody social security numbers and birth certificates, right? That's so that we never really have any freedom, right? That's so that we always know that we are property of the United States government, right? Um, we always have to pay taxes, right? Uh, like, so, so all of the systems, right? From then, from 1619 to now, that they had set up, they could have said, okay, well, this, these are the systems that we're going to set up, but they did not set those systems up. And then 
every time over history, there's been people fighting, people standing up, people doing stuff, people gearing up and getting into action, right? What happens? They get killed, right? So you think about, and, and I've been thinking so much about, you know, I've been really looking, y'all, looking for white abolitionists. I'm looking for them. I'm looking for them under trees and rocks. I'm looking for the real non-black people who are real hardcore black abolitionists. And guess what? I can't find any besides Jane Elliott and besides Tim Wise and besides the jolly good ginger, uh, Russell Stewart or Russell, whatever his name is, last name. I don't know any. And so I say that to say that for everybody who's been out here for the last 15 years, 20 years talking about DEI this and DEI that, they're only talking because we have the data. So we can look into the Sherm report. We can look into the other LinkedIn report. We can look into Bloomberg. We can look into, uh, you know, all of the damn reports that um, Sheryl Sandberg's uh, people have done over the last 20 years. And black women's station in 20 years since Ms. Lean In has only gotten worse. So you would have to help me understand, right, how DEI has worked from the door, from the beginning. Because the way I see it, it has not. And so I wrote a whole ass book about it. And um, I'm this weekend when I go to my uh, whole retreat and everything, and I have my session and all my whatever, I'm going to come back with my rollout plan and all that. But literally, there's so many reasons that we need to dump DEI. But just looking at the data and the denial of the data and, and, and the fact that, you know, getting drunk on data, right, is, is part of one of the reasons that people aren't taking action. But the main piece, which we all know, it boils down to anti-blackness period because you will have to help me understand y'all how did every demographic get above black people when black people have been in this country just as long as the damn europeans so how is it that asian women white women uh filipino pacific islander women and latina women are all on our backs, making at least 23 cents more an hour. I can't, I can't, I cannot accept it. I cannot not talk about it. I cannot not criticize it because if you look at the data, it's been telling us the same thing for decades decades we've had data for decades and nobody has done jack about it because the bottom line is they don't want to do anything but what did they do they told all the other groups right all the other groups that if they wanted to get more pay they want these promotions they want more equity they want to be included then they need to exclude black people. They need to fight for their individual uh, struggles and what they think separates them from black people. And that's what they should focus on. So 
back to the EEOC when there were not, you know, um, before the tech boom happened, before HB1 visas, before all of that, black people and black women, right, out here in the streets fighting, trying to get equity, trying to get equality, trying to get parity, trying to get inclusion. I mean, and and all this time they have been playing in our faces. So this is how I'm going to approach it. And this is my thought. And I want to know what y'all think. Pop it up in the chat. But first and foremost, it's no point in talking about this data any further. It's no point in talking about the data because at the end of the day, and every time I say at the end of the day, I always feel Kanye-ish because he says, at the end of the day, I'm feeling it. But at the end of the day, you know, the data is not the problem. At the end of the day, the problem is around the entire structure of work, the entire structure of wealth, the entire structure that we have in this country, right? Which is, you know, an oligarchy, right? It's not a democracy. They pretended to be a democracy so that they could hold on to power. And the evidence of that is that we are ruled by minority in this country such that they took away human rights, right? For 52% of the people in this country. So 52% of us, are capable of giving birth. And they said, well, you know what? You don't really matter um, with the destruction of Roe v. Wade. And so what that does is makes even more clear, right? That the people in power, right? That those 700 billionaires, right? That a th that elite group of a thousand people that lead the Fortune 500 and the government and, you know, the entertainment business and blah, blah, blah. Those people don't give a crap about having more black women in the C-suite. None of those people give a crap about giving black women more venture capital. There's some black people that want to give black people more venture capital, but the, the Barclays and the Wells Fargo's and the Bank of America's and the Microsoft's and the Amazon's, they'll give black women a little $2,000 here and $5,000 here. Meanwhile, treat their workers like garbage, lie about all of these data points, lie about the intent of DEI, lie about the impact of DEI, and lie about the individuals in DEI, right? So in the Sherm report, and it's really long, but it has some good graphics in there. Um, you know, one of the things that the Sherm report, uh, you know, talks about um, is how leaders, right, are rating themselves when it comes to, you know, having a diverse, equitable, and inclusive workspace. Do you know that something like 60% uh, leaders said that they uh, rate their organization as very successful when it comes to DEI? So what that means is it's successful because it is doing what they want. And so, Kevin, I'm thinking about what you said, right, about the, the data. So so if, if leaders are saying, yeah, DEI is working, we could do better, it's working because it hasn't made further progress. It's working because it hasn't worked, right? And so the, 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 the lie on top of the lie, on top of the distraction, 
right? Is the same thing. Exactly. It's less than 2%, right? And VC money is less than a quarter of a percent. A quarter. So when it comes to black women. And so my thing is, I don't understand, right? The battle for things that literally we have been fighting and we can see that the battle is getting harder. The battle is getting harder, y'all, because it's more people aligning themselves and making themselves adjacent to power. But it's not white power, right? It's power in general. It's oligarchical power. It's capitalist power. It's billionaire power. And so if you bring that down to a company, a corporation, a school, a school board, a police, uh, what do you call it? A, a, a government entity like, you know, police district, um, fire or whatever, it still boils down to the same thing. It boils down to how do people utilize the power that they have? So I'm sure I'm not the only one, and you let me know, who has worked with black coons and uh, corporations who pretend that they have the interests of black people at heart, but then you see that they don't, okay? So you have, you smiling, okay? So, so when people decide to oppress other people, right? They do so um, at the expense, first and foremost, of their own emotional and psychological well-being. But even more so than that, when they decide to oppress other people, right? They've decided that, okay, if something ever go down, these, this decide I'm picking. And for me, knowing that white people will never pick us because they haven't picked us yet, they've picked everybody over us, right? Latina people, Asian people are over us and everybody's over indigenous people because they try to, I mean, they basically erased indigenous Indian Americans, right? American Indians, like they erased them and they're trying to do the same thing to black people. But we are so conditioned in so many things that are related to this DEI thing. So we are conditioned, right? Uh, in terms of the way we see ourselves in this lesser way so we don't even stand up for ourselves when we know we're getting paid less. Come on. Because when we do stand up for ourselves, when we know we're getting paid less, what happens? We know we get on that trajectory to get kicked out of the company, right? You get on the trajectory to be kicked out the company. And so you can't complain too much you can't say, but so much, right? And so if we don't talk about it, if we never say it, see, it happens to you because it happens to everybody everywhere. It doesn't matter where you go because HR, and I know Tammy will tell you this, HR is in position as risk management, right? It happens to everybody everywhere. It happens to all of us everywhere. It happens, right? Because we are not allowed to complain. So remember, y'all, if a black person don't want to work for free, we are lazy. That's what it means, right? Yep. To them. So because we are at their service. So I think all the time, you know that famous uh, picture 
of the enslaved woman and she got her baby on one breast and a white baby on the other. You know that picture I'm talking about? Yeah. And she naked. And they got a she don't even got they don't even got a skirt on her, right? They don't even give her the dignity of a skirt. And that's the same that has there's no difference now. It's no difference. Lisa gets a, a dick pic on LinkedIn and that's how they handle it. So black women, right? If we don't, if we don't lay ourselves open naked to the world and say, use me how you want, right? Then we are lazy. We get abused, right? We uppity. And they do everything. Uppity, oh, uppity black bitch. Uppity black bitch. Absolutely. I done been called that at, I, I'm at least 150 times in my life. At least. At least. In the 80s, they used to say it all the time. In the 90s, all the time. And think you don't hear it under your breath. Uppity black mm-hmm. I heard you. I heard you. Because I don't want to work for free. Because I will not let you manipulate me. And because I'm standing up for myself. And me, and I did this in my little talk I did the other day. You know, I, I keep a copy of the Constitution and stuff. Because y'all know I'm a political junkie, right? And I, and, and I was raised to believe the Constitution, that it meant me, that even wow. though when they wrote it, it didn't mean me, but that it does mean me ideally, right? Just like in the Bible, right? I grew up in Baptist church, right? I I, I, I was taught that, yeah, this is you, right? Even though, uh, well, this was white people and white dudes, right? So when we look at it in reality, wow. and we say, where are we now? I about all of these uh-uh. Data points. Uh oh. Got some echo. Is that me? That is you. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, there we go. <laughs> That's okay. We got it. Um. So, right when you think about right the impact, right, and they know, they know what they're doing. They know, right. And so, how? What else do we do? We have to complain. We have to speak up because if not, what? They just going to keep on pissing on our head until it's raining. I ain't going for it. What you think, Tam? Listen, here's the thing. Um, I was listening to you earlier. I, I, I'm literally listening to you as I'm becoming you. I'm bleaching my hair. Let's do what? it. I'm great. I'm doing a touch up. <laughs> I, I was listening to you earlier talking about, I think the reason why there's not as much progress in DEI as well, particularly for black women is because when black other black women do get in, they conform to the table. Yes. Yep, and they do. the table is white and patriarchal. And they want to be at the table so bad. Cause they, they like, the this so is bad. my chance. Yeah. They want to be the first, like, like the, the, there's nothing like that black woman or black man. And it's, it's, I, I almost feel sorry for us when I see this shit, honestly. Um this announcing the first black whatever and I and I go I hate it. Oh, it makes me sick. It I, I really sick hate to see it. I, and I was like, yeah. if I was the first black anywhere, nobody would know. My last job, I was the first and only black woman in director. I never announced that anywhere. Right. I only talked right. about that in yeah. conversation relative to what I was talking about about the challenges. Um mm-hmm. and so a lot, what happens is a lot of black people want to be the first. Um, and to some degree, the only. Um, and what they do is yes. they get into these roles and they conform to the table. So they yep. don't look out for the rest of us. Yep. They don't look out for the rest of us. And that's why you don't have the progress you would have in DEI. A girlfriend of mine just left Upwork. 
Now they hired in the DEI role, Chief DEI, this black woman, and they hired yep. her because she was pedigreed of the yin yang. She came from Yale yep. and Princeton. You yep. know, they love a they love a pedigree Negro. They love a pedigree because if you pedigree, if you pedigree, you you. I always look at pedigree as really pedigree, right? Yes, pedigree. Listen, because, because you, hey, you know, you know, you know. Go ahead, right? So she's pedigreed up the yin yang. What did this pedigree black woman do? She hired a white man to be the director oh. of DEI in her department. Yeah, because they told her she had to. Because so, they so told her she had to. Yeah, and instead of her using some integrity, and you know. Uh, using some guts, right, and stepping up, just just conform, just conform, and then and then I bet she went back and played in all the black people face, like I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. Yeah, and and, and yeah. you know what's funny because the 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 little white girl who worked there that I was talking to in HR that she, you know, and I, and I said this, I said, what is so insidious about HR? They sell HR to these young people, and and young people, black, white, and all of them. That yep. they're going to come into a role where they get to actually help people. And and that's just not true. So this white girl spent five years, $50,000 getting a bachelor's degree in HR and saying, I can't do that work anymore because what they require me to do, I can't do anymore. Mm-hmm. And I said mm-hmm. to her, I said, this what this black woman did, she basically just hired her replacement. And she doesn't mm-hmm. know that she did that. Mm-hmm. I said, because mm-hmm. what that white man is going to do is shoehorn her right out of the position she just hired him Absolutely. for. Yep. And everybody around her is going to help him do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm like, you know, what, whatever power you have, you got to utilize it for other black people. I, when I was the only black director there, I hired a black manager. I hired black, I promoted black team leads. I hired the black trainer in my department. Now that was the only power I had, but the one I did have, I put other black people beneath me. I didn't hire anybody else, but other black people. So you can, you can navigate if you choose to navigate. And I remember my managers used to say to me, how do, how do you get Patrick, which is the CEO, the white guy, how do you get him to go along with you? And I'm like, because I know how to work the system. And part of it is I know how to stroke egos. Because my CEO was not a bright man. He didn't, he really, he was not bright. And eventually upon my recommendation, they fired him, but he wasn't he, bright. Cause you I don't knew. gotta be, if he's a white guy, he don't have to be bright. How bright he does he have to be? Like, he has I, to be connected. Knew. I was like, all you have to do for this man is stroke his ego and you could get what you want. But the other directors who were white women were just so subservient to this white man. And I just went, and I would look at them like, do you understand that we are running this company as the, the women in this company because we were all women directors. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And, and I think that's why we're not further along in DEI because when we, you do get black people in these positions, they conform mm-hmm. to the table and they don't yeah. help other black people along. And, you know, I've said yeah. this on, on LinkedIn, um, Vonda, that yeah. we become the most educated and then the most classist group of people. Yep, yep. Yep. If you yep. ain't the right kind of black, they ain't helping you. If you exactly. weren't a majority, they ain't helping you. If you yep. ain't a part of the clique, they ain't helping you. If you don't speak a certain way, they ain't helping you. If you don't yeah. dress a certain way, they're not helping you. Like they, they get into these rooms and they create their own mini gangs within the rooms. Yeah. And yeah. they gatekeep to keep other black people who do not look, speak, and have what they have out. Yes. 
You 100%. You 100%. I can't tell you how many times that has happened. The right kind of black. Right. Because let me tell you, I have had people say to me, I have had, and, and not even that long ago, okay? I have had black women say to me, all you got to do is keep your damn mouth shut. You ain't going to never get nowhere. That's why you can't get nowhere because you just won't keep it shut. Well, I'm not going to keep shut about how I'm getting treated and how I'm yeah. not getting paid. And if I have to watch other people get mistreated, for me, it's almost the same. You understand? Right. And, right. And, and and I can't even tell you how many times that I got the, 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 the same treatment, you know, that Kevin and Wendy talked about for sticking up for other people that got super terribly treated. Like, yeah. In egregious ways that I said to myself, well, they not black. Maybe they'll do something because that person got treated real bad. But because mm -hmm. I was the one who reported it. And then and then they made that person scared to tell what really happened. And they were like, oh, they, they said they got a report. And so now I can't say it. I'm like, oh, my. And it was horrible. So when I tell y'all, right, we've seen it. We know. Right. We've experienced it. It's so many pieces to it. And so I have had. I, this story, I might have told you this when I was, um, this is how I know Joe Biden, because I used to take the train from Wilmington to Washington. When my daughter was still a baby, I was still pumping my breast milk. And so this was in 2002, okay? So you know how big the portable breast pumps was? They was bigger than uh, a laptop, uh, a whole uh, laptop. Like they were gigantic, gigantic, okay? I was carrying it on the train with a laptop and a projector three days a week. The manager that I had was a black woman supervisor, y'all. She made me drive my car two and a half hours instead of letting me take the Acela, which was only an hour and 15 minutes. Mm. Mm. I had to pump breast milk on 95 so many times on the highway while driving my car. Wow. Right. So wow. black woman, black woman. And she had kids. She had kids. Well, she, she had oh, a son. She had a son, and that, I remember thinking, "Oh, like Jesus, Jesus." And I, I left that job so fast, that that position so fast. I took a job in New Jersey when I lived in Delaware. That was a, an hour and a half drive just to get away from her, because I was like, "I'm going to die out here on this highway." Or something, you know what I mean? Like, and nobody cared, and nobody would do anything because in corporate. And tell me if you've seen this. Corporate will allow a black woman to abuse another black woman. They love it. They love it. They love it. Yeah. And then they do. They get another white woman, right, to help. And then it's like you're a, you the dummy. So listen, I'm never going back in corporate America. I'm letting y'all know I'm not going back. And I try to tell every young person when I was down at Morehouse and I was talking to the, the kid, I was like, listen. Yeah, I just need to get Apple on my resume. I just need to get Microsoft on my resume. I said, for what? To prove that you know how to take abuse? To prove you know how to take a beating? To prove mm -hmm. you know how to, you know, get get abused? I said, because the bottom line is, you getting abused there, period. Now, yeah. I'm not saying it's going to be so bad that you're going to, you know, have serious problems. But why are you setting yourself up for it when you don't need to? It's not about a name. And they don't want us there. And so that's my other part. So when y'all look at the data over and over, right? And 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 I'm gonna ping some other links in um later. I'm on my laptop and not my iMac where I had these other ones. But you gotta look at some of this data and how long they have had it. 
okay? And how they keep on saying the same thing. So, so what I'm proposing is that we think about not only, right, how, yeah, the couple of black people that get out up there, they do gatekeep, but it's still so few. How did Asian women get to 95 cents on a dollar? I need y'all yeah. to help me with that. And well, I need y'all well, to help you know me with why the hell, I know part of it, but, but I need to understand then why are, are we, why are we as DEI folk out here in the world generally, I'm just saying, speaking of generalizations, mm-hmm. why are we out here focusing on, you know, uh, queer and disabled and Asian hate and all of this when black women is getting 58 damn cents? Yeah. Listen, white women is making 95 cents. They is almost equal to white men. Listen, so so they got so 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 they so what? What's what they ain't fighting for us? No, well, they're not. And here's the thing I've I've said this, but here's the thing, Rhonda. I have said this on LinkedIn, I've said this to quite a few black people that I actually trust enough to say this to. I'm like, if black people don't create their own underground railroad within corporate, we will forever be screwed. And and, and the thing is. That's um, why I left because people wasn't down to do it. Because people weren't down to do it. Like, They're not down to do it. They weak. They weak in the knees. <laughs> They're not down to do. They're not down to do it. And there. And and the weird thing is, there's some white people in corporate America who would who participate. Got way more balls. Needed white people, right? Like she needed yep. white people for that underground railroad to work as much as she yep. That's her right. own determination, right? So and, and right. there are white men. There are white women in corporate spaces. That will help us. The problem is some of the black people that get into these spaces gatekeep it. Wanda. Yes, they do. You know what I mean? Yes, like they do. You already have white people that's going to do. You know, white people are going to white people at the end that's of the right. day, right? At the end of the day, you, they can't help. They can't, and they cannot help it because they have but not you been. You do have some white people. Listen, mm-hmm. I have this white lady that goes in every time she meets with a client. I promise you, want she's not on. You've never seen a comment on my LinkedIn post. You've never seen uh-huh. a like my LinkedIn post. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Every time she meets with a client, when she closes her deal, she turns and she starts talking about what, what's going on with your culture. What's going on with your yeah, DEI. Yeah, I got yeah. the right person that's a, for you. That's that real white one. That's woman real walks into that's every meeting and she leaves my name, my information. I, I, I've had business come from that white woman. She's not on LinkedIn. She ain't commenting, she ain't liking, she right. ain't sharing. Right. When she gets in right. rooms and her and she's, she's closing her deal because she's there for there, she never leaves the room without saying, you need to hire Tammy. There you go. She never leaves the room. So I know these white people exist. The mm-hmm. problem is finding the right black people in these spaces to behave like the white woman that's behaving that way. Right, 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 right. Okay, so then the other piece goes back to the pie mentality where people think that life is a damn pie and work is a pie. And so it's only eight pieces. And so I can't let nobody in. And so is, is, is that, is, are we still living under that? Because we, I we think it's still living under that. that. And so I, we still I, living I, I under that. And go ahead. But I think it's worse for black yeah, people, ahead. right? Because mm-hmm. black people have some, not all, but some black people when they get these opportunities, they have such a poverty mindset that they think that yes, that's the it. best they can have, the best they will ever do. And they're yep. not going to let anybody, including, and, and that's when we become not the right kind of black, right? That's that's, that's when it. black that's people yep. call us the N-words. I ain't let yep. no N, you know, like then for, right. we become N-words to them because they yep. think 
This is the best they can have, the best they will ever do. That They're so happy to be invited into the room that they don't think that I can make space for Vonda. I can make space for yep. Tammy. I can make space for Kevin. I can make space. Right, right. But they don't right. think that they can make space. So when you have Black people go into these roles, like you said, you got your pedigree Blacks and white America loves the pedigree Blacks. And <laughs> you know what's so funny? <laughs> Let me tell you something. I find it hilarious personally. When I when I meet black people who talk about black liberation, but still mm-hmm. will flex their Harvard and Yale. I'm like, do you if they went to that? Harvard and Yale, they need to kiss my ass. I have like, shit. okay, but because the beating that they black, took. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, you're talking black liberation, but you want to flex on us as black people about your Harvard and Yale degree. Mm-hmm. What what education do I think you really got from Harvard and Yale? Right. You got what they put. You got what you supposed to get. You got the exactly. version that tells you that there's a certain kind of black. Yes. And the only kind of black is the kind of black that white people say is the kind of black. Oh, until you ain't. Because there is no certain kind of black, right? Until right. you get OJ'd, right? Until right. whatever. And so, and so for me, that is why I think I, you know, had gotten to a point when I was like, okay, I got all these books written. I need to figure out, you know, what I'm going to do. Is like I see that that anti-blackness current so deep, and but and, and and so my original thing was like I wanna I want us y'all to be able to envision and think about and really imagine what a pro-black future looks like and start working on it, right? So I have all this other stuff. So when I started kind of thinking, and then I started doing the research, and I said, damn, people don't even understand what anti-blackness is. They don't even understand why DEI hasn't worked. So then after George Floyd, I said, oh my God, yeah, nobody really gets it, right? And so, thanks, Chris, I'm glad you're enjoying it. So, So when I think right now, it's like, okay, where are we? And what do we need to do? We have got to unpack this anti-blackness because my thing is Asian people, Middle Eastern people, other people who are not of European descent, they get to say, I'm not racist, I'm Asian. And it's like, no, you're not racist, you're just anti-black. But our society, our structures, our systems, our organizations, our schools, the education, everything is anti-black. So if the only education you got was what they gave you in public school, right? And if you had a parent that was working a full-time job, you're lucky if all you if you got public education, right? But if you had if you grew up black, I mean, if you got to go to school every day, right? And you had like I know now, nobody had black teachers hardly in the whole damn America. Um, you know, you got the whitewashed version. And so then if you were never challenged or if there was never anything that was right in your face that stood up to it, that made you challenge, right, your position, challenge your thoughts, challenge how you're, how you are um, looking at things, then you stay stuck. So that is why it's about learning, right, and, and, and learning change and growing. And so my thing is DEI has to be dumped because d- d- it's just like all nonsense, like diversity, equity, like it's all nonsense. And, and to your point about we have to construct these underground systems within the, 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 the bigger systems. So how do we help people get some courage? How do we, how do we, uh, you know, other than, you know, I mean, the work that we're doing, right? But like, like if we had to say, okay, you know, we want people to realize 
especially black people, you know, um, that you're worth it. You are just because you was conditioned to believe that you're supposed to be working for free. That doesn't mean that you really are. And so, you know, these are, these are the things, but I want to, I want us to be able to like help people see that we have to move in a new direction because I think it's like, to me, I, like I said earlier, I feel like they're playing in our face with this DEI stuff because the statistics prove that it's not working. It's proven it. What do you think? You on mute? Sorry. No, it's okay. You know, I I have been trying to figure out, honestly, Vonda, for a very long time, and it's you, you know, I'm always on LinkedIn making content, how to get black people to buy in. Mm-hmm. And I I, I honestly I, I don't even know because until all tell I see my liberation connected to yours. Right. And unless black people see it that way, I don't think that we can convince them any more than we can convince white people to move white men out of DEI roles and put black women in it. <laughs> I think we just need to move white women out. The white well, listen, you know, the, the funny thing is the trend is I've been noticing more white men than mm. even white women. Oh, Jim, which is why I wrote that post, which is why I shared that, that video <laughs> saying I need uh-huh. white men to tell me how you're approaching this work. They're not approaching it. They're approaching it based on the, on the directives from the HR department. So I wrote about that yesterday. The directives are find out who the troublemakers are so we can get rid of them. There's no other part in the work. So they're going to hire a nice, friendly white guy. Somebody handsome or either grandfatherly that's going to be all chumming up with everybody. Then they're going to have meetings with the ERGs. Then they're going to find out who the most outspoken ones are, who people look up to. Then they're going to get to know that person and get to manipulate that person. And then find out who's the troublemakers. Find out who's the people having the most problems. Find out who are the bad bosses everybody talks about. Boom, boom, boom. Then they go back to the CEO and the chief human resources officer and the chief legal officer. And they say, okay, well, this person is a level such and such at this. Okay. Well, it's going to take two months to get them out. We can move this person over here. Okay. What about these people? That's what they do. So that is how it works. And so my thing is, is it that people don't understand the game and how it works? And is that the education that needs to happen in, in the social setting? Because when my, when they see my book, the book is, long and now <laughs> i'm like okay part of it was like some kind of some case studies and stuff so i'm still kind of figuring out which pieces i'm gonna take out. but literally there's i have studies i have anecdotes i have like like we have got to help people move off of this and the other thing is people need to understand that these companies right yeah. these companies are not going to do shit right they're not going to do anything it's going to be more motivated than, to do it Right. And they don't have to because nobody is holding them accountable. And you understand that because of those indemnities, insurance and all of that stuff, right? There's, mm-hmm. It's no risk to them. It's no right. risk to these companies to discriminate against people other than maybe they can't get somebody else that, you know, that, that they would want to hire to work there. But they True. don't want black people working at these companies. They don't want black women getting VC money. Let me just tell you, if somebody were to write Vonda Page a check right now, for like 10 or 15 or 20 million dollars. I have four technologies 
in different stages of, I've been a technologist, you know, since 1984, you understand, right? Um, I, 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 I'm a Black Panther deep down in my soul, okay? I have technology for us, but I don't have no money to build it. So don't you think it's Black women, Black men, other people, right? That, that, that you know, like me, right? And younger ones and smarter ones, right? That, that have ideas and plans and ways to for black liberation? How come we can't get them through? Well, what if they gave a black person a job like a chief people officer, somebody like you, Tammy, at a big-ass company like Google? Would They would never give you a job like that. Because, right, if My you actually had the power, right, if you ha- because if you actually had the authority <clears throat> to make the change, you would. Yeah. So that's why they're not going to ever give you that job. That's why black women is never going to get uh, 16% of the VC money. Now, we might get 100% of Serena's VC money because she's going to give her money to black women. I know she is. She's giving all money to black women. You understand? Right? Um, but she's the only one in Ireland. They're the only ones I know giving any money to black women. Ireland gives her money to other people too. Okay? So, so my point is they know. Every time black people have built something in this country, what has happened? What do white people do? Steal it or burn it down, right? Or make it illegal, right? So, so, so my point is the systems aren't going to work. But I think I, I like the idea and, 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 you know, I like the idea of training up, you know, white, white friendly guys <laughs> in HR, and giving them the actual tools and skills, right, that they need. Because if they say, okay, I really do want to do something and make this, you know, make, make equity a thing, right? I do want to, you know, get black women off the 58 cents. Okay, that's super simple. Um, that's like super simple. You make people fill out if they're white, black, male, female, or non-binary, right? So all you got to do is pull out the thing and look at their pay and bump everybody up. 42 damn cents. Yep. Yep. It's not that freaking hard. That could be done with two clicks of a mouse. Yep. If they wanted to do it. If they, but nobody wants to do it. And that's what I want to talk about. And I want to talk about how the queer community and the disabled community always want to come for black women on some bullshit, but black people come in queer bodies and disabled bodies. I, I think so they forget that. I, listen, I think they it's forget- bullshit. That black people are like we like when you think about DEI, which is why I wrote that post about please let's 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 get to the, the foundation, which means mm-hmm. everything else is built on, but the foundation of DEI is race. Right. It's why right. DEI exists. It didn't exist exactly. for disabled exactly. people. It didn't exist it because sure of didn't. people. It did not it existed exist. because black people wasn't getting paid the same. That's why they created exactly. it. Exactly. I'm like the foundation. Everything else is added in. But in those add-ins, we have black gay people. We have black disabled people. We yep. have black, you know, like we, black people come in every box Everything. Everything. for DEI. But let's not pretend 
that DEI did not start from race. And I, yeah. and I get so sick of people talking about, well, DEI is more than race. First of all, if race didn't exist, it wouldn't even, you, we, we wouldn't, there would be no DEI. Because tell how about me, this? You can take it back further. How about if slavery still existed, there wouldn't be no DEI. Exactly. And, and, and disabled people would just be left to die, right? And put in right. institutions and, like and, they And they still do. are. And they still right. are. Let's and they be still honest. are. How about it? How about I'm it? I'm doing a training next month. Um, mm -hmm. And it's a sister. She found me on TikTok. And she was like, I've watched all your TikTok videos. I've, I've, I followed you over there on LinkedIn. She goes, I want you to come do some training. She goes, you have, like, and I want you to do training the way you talk. I'm like, well, I don't know how to do training any other way. So if you hire me, this is the amount you're getting. Like, like you're not getting there you go. this professional. This is my professional. Okay. This is my professional. And one of the trainings that you are doing, professional as a person. I, and so my I thing is this, right? You, right. So there you go. Yeah. I told that. So the first, the first training is going to be on ableism and how we don't even think about it, consider it. And nope. I'm doing this training with majority black women and black mm -hmm. men. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Because yep. these yep. aren't even talked about like when people, and, and, and listen, we're all guilty of that, particularly us, even us in DEI. Um, we lead with race a whole lot and we do, we do. And I have been guilty of it myself. We do neglect the black disabled body and how they are far less like, I was talking to a friend, he's Jewish, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. he was telling me, we were having this conversation, he was like, well, you know, we've come a long way. Look look where we are in terms of gay rights. And I said, do you know why we are as far as we are in gay rights? I said, I want you to go back to the Supreme Court when, when it came mm -hmm. down that gay marriage was legal. Scan the crowd. What do you see in that crowd? White faces. The reason why gay uh, agenda has advanced. It's not because black faces and brown faces. Because white men face, want Exactly. I said the face of the gay movement has always been gay white men. That's right. That's why it's okay. That's why I said, white men, any progress, white trans people are okay. Because, exactly. I'm because like, if you see any white. progress, any progress r relative to disability, whether it's gay, disabled people, neurodivergent, the faces in front of those movements are always white. And if they're white faces, it is going to bring everybody to heal and, and act. Okay. I yeah. said, so we're not, we're not where we are with, with gay rights because gay people exist. We are where we are with gay rights because white gay people exist. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. And if, any white person other than Jane Elliott, Tim Wise, and the Jolly Ginger uh, were to speak up in mass, right, in terms of any of what we are talking about right now, right, then we wouldn't even have to have a conversation. But the problem is white people don't do it. Let, Latinx people don't do it. Asian people don't do it, right? Middle Eastern. Nobody sticks up for black people. And because of this condition of this internalized anti-blackness because of this whole thing, right? Then we don't even like ourselves and, 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 and we gatekeep and we do all of that other stuff. And so I want to, I want to flip it now to helping people to uncover anti-blackness 
Like, how do you help people do that? Especially, well, it doesn't even matter whether it's black people or white people. So the first thing is, I think, right, is, is allowing people to talk about it and getting people to talk about, okay, well, what, what did I grow up learning and believing about black people? Because that's where it starts, right? Um, and so did you grow up only believing that black people were, you know, Africa is this poor, barren, destitute place with skinny kids, you know, uh, that are all dying of hunger. And then finally, oh, we came over here in ships and worked ourselves up to something. If that's the only thing you were taught, then yeah, it makes sense why people don't speak up for themselves when they know they're getting paid 58 damn cents on a dollar. And then you see how the images of, 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 you know, how we always, how they portray us in the media, as opposed to like back to your thing, Tammy, about being the first, I never talk about being the first. And I always been the first, first of everything and every, everything I'm all, it's never no black people. And every now and then it'd be a black EA or admin. I'd be like, Oh my God, thank God. You know what I mean? But and it's not fun, right? It's, 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 to me, it's not even anything to be celebrated. It's, it's, it's more sad than anything, especially the first, you know, of something that some company that's been around for 300 years, like these bank presidents and all of this and everybody, like, I'm so proud of you. I'm just thinking, oh man, I'm not proud. I just feel sad. I feel sad. You know, what do you think? I always feel sad because I'm like, I, the, the amount of compromise you were walking into makes me feel sad yeah. for you. Right. It makes me feel really sad for you. And it, what you're walking into, something that is designed to pull you away from your blackness, to disconnect you from it, yep. to absolutely disconnect you from your blackness. And you don't realize that that's happening to you until you are so microaggressed, you are so stressed out that when you do leave there, you realize how anti-black you have come. And, you know, I've written this post on LinkedIn, too, that anti-blackness is not just the white thing. It's a black thing, too, because oh, hell yeah. a lot of black people, if you are not the right black, they don't even fuck with you. Right, right, right. They ain't hiring and, you. They ain't bringing you in to speak. They ain't doing none of that because, right. you're well, you know, I get what she's saying, but, you know, you got to come into these people's places. You got to play their nah. game. And, and the nope. thing is, I always say. I, anytime somebody says to me, the second, the minute, the hour, somebody says to me, well, you know, you have to get in the door to make change. What I know that you're doing is justifying, justifying why you're going into this company to work. That's a justification for you. Because I don't know anybody, particularly the system as entrenched as corporate America and whiteness that you yep. think your little black body is going to have to just get in the door and make some change with <laughs> a bunch of bullshit. And, and what you're trying to do is tell me that yep. I know I'm getting ready to compromise myself. I know right. I'm getting ready to sell out black people, but don't make yep. me feel bad for it. Yep. Uh, all of that. All of that. All of that. And so my thing is, and we're going to have to pick this up another time, but I want to talk about and I'll, so what I'll do is, so I'm going out of town um, tomorrow. I'm going to DC. Oh my God, I'm going to have the best freaking time. I cannot wait. Oh, I'm just, oh, I don't even know if I'm going to sleep tonight. Um, but I'm going to do, I think the next part, right? So we decided, we dissected the data. We talked about data. I think the next part, um, because I came up with this other thing, y'all. I said, <laughs> I said, this is why DEI doesn't work. This is part of it. I, three reasons that DEI doesn't work. I said, because of the, the individuals. Okay. I said, because of the, um, 
intent of DEI and because of the implementation. So next, should we talk about the individuals next? Because I think we should deep dive right into the different archetypes of people who work in yep. DEI, right? Yep. So yep. we can start to pull them out. So, okay, so deep dive into the DEI divas. We're going to deep dive into DEI divas. And I'm a, we gonna, I'm a, I set it up for four, four sessions on that, but let's talk about them, right? All them different people that work in, in DEI, right? What, what, what they try to do, what they can do, what works, why it doesn't work, who they are. And you know what? Maybe it'll also be like, um, you know, kind of like, uh, pre-medicine or, you know, me amping them up to really think about, you know, uh, focusing their work in terms of looking at it from an anti-blackness perspective, you know, first and foremost, and, and not worrying about all that other stuff, because like we talked about, right, black people come in everybody, just like, you know, there's everything. So I want to thank y'all so much. Oh my God, Tammy, girl, I love you. I, I, listen, hopefully I can fly you in for my thing. Um, I don't want to say nothing yet, but I'm working on, I'm working on, I'm working on it. Um, working hopefully on it, I can working. fly you in. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. So, but, um, I just want to thank you, Tammy. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you, Kevin. Um, thank you, Chris, hey, for joining. Women. I agree, Chris. Hey, that's right. Hey, listen, we, this, this is it y'all. We're going to keep having a conversation. If you are new to Crowdcast and you want to um, do other stuff, let me tell you, the other thing you could do is you can always go back in. You can comment. You can put links in. You can always share this link. You can go back in and rewatch it. And you can create clips if you download the Crowdcast, the whole streaming thing. And then you can send them out on your, and use them on your social media with your own comments that you made. Because this is that kind of a platform. It's really nice. So I want to say thank you all so much. And we are going to keep on talking about how to dump DEI. I love dissecting the data. I'm going to also make sure y'all have these other links because you got to see these reports, girls. They, I, these I, know, reports, I, I already downloaded the links as you were doing it. While you got talking. these reports. These reports I, I, I'm, is I'm a report junkie the same way. And right. I love analyzing Ooh. data. And I love, I love that you're going to do the different architect of the DEI yeah, person yeah. because based yeah. on what I do, I am, yeah. I am, I am constantly aware of the people stuff and how people mm -hmm. move and how they move. That's why I say when, when I have everybody says to me, Oh, I just need to get in the door. I know what you're saying to me. Even if you won't tell me what you're saying to me yep, and that's yep. don't make me feel bad for what I'm about to do because well. <laughs> this system is too entrenched for. And just I don't got the guts. Right. And, and that's why I said, this is why I was saying that underground railroad of black people, like wherever mm -hmm. you are, whatever corporation you are in, you need to be bringing other black people who think like you, believe like you, and who's going to have your back. I have right. I have walked out of jobs with other black people. I have quit jobs with other black people. Wow. Okay? Man, I have we could have burnt up some stuff. We could have burnt up some stuff, but I ain't never going back in corporation. But we burn up some stuff. Look, we'll burn up some stuff and make some money. But listen, I was looking for somebody to walk out of companies with me. I could have started so many actions. I could have sued so many people. I've walked out with black people like, okay, well, sisters, they fucking you, they fucking us both. And I have That's walked right. out of jobs with black people. And, and we mm. need more people like that. I and I that. have put black people in positions and paid them well over what they should have been getting paid. Because I, listen, when you get to the C-suite level, you know this, Vonda. I have seen particularly white men get paid $100,000 more than even yeah. the white woman who was more yep. degreed than them, yep. more qualified yep. than them, and they and and they had no and they won't do nothing. Yep. And they had no qualms yep. about taking that money. And then I saw women, white women, black women, just women, 
nickel and diming other women. So when I got in the yep. position, I was like, I'm not going to make you merit your raise. What, yep. What, yep. What, what, what did Tom give his crew? Oh, he gave all of his employees 7%. All of my then employees get seven. That's You're right. not, I'm not that's meriting right. nothing. I'm going tit for tat. You gave that's all right. your male salespeople 7%. I'm giving all my women, because my department was all women. Everybody got 7%. And then I would challenge HR to come back and push back on me when I know she didn't push back on Tom. Mm-hmm. But you got to have people in corporate spaces doing that kind of stuff. And a lot of people won't do it. See, I'm never afraid about losing a job because a broad like me can always get a job. Hello. 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 Look, hello. I never worried about it. I never worried about it. Never. 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 I, I am so connected. And I when, when you have when you're connected and when you've done right by people, I could call. I have people that call me like, listen. I'm done with this stuff. I need work. All right. Well, some of your resume, I got, I got you. Like that's, that's how I live my life. But, mm-hmm, but that's because mm-hmm, I've been mm-hmm. good to people along the way. And when you're good to people along the way, they remember you. Yep. 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 So I love this. So, Hey, listen, I, this is great. It seemed like this time kind of worked out, huh? 3 PM kind of worked. So I, you know, I'm trying to figure out if I can get a, a time that works for a couple people live, you know, um, you know, y'all can always listen to it and I'm not going anywhere. And Oh, by the way, if I do get kicked off LinkedIn, right. Um, you can go to Vonda page or, you know, get on crowdcast. I'm around if I do kick, get kicked off, even though I'm I didn't surprised they haven't kicked, kicked me off yet. Want Vonda. I'm not even you, lying. Oh, your term is coming. You know, you coming. You, you know, you know, coming. you know, your time is coming. They go I am so shocked that I ain't going to get you in a minute. But you know, they, they, they do, you. they do make my profile blink. Like my profile just be missing for like a good five, 10 minutes and it'll come back. That's the same thing. That's the same thing. But yeah, that's the same thing. Yeah. You know, if I get you. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I'm just saying, I'm going to be around. And so what I'm doing is I'm, I have now have, so in Crowdcast, especially for people the first time you listen, um, if you go to the uh, Living Corporate page, you can see all of my events are in here because I'm scheduling my stuff like months in advance. So that way, if I get kicked off of any social media, you can still connect with me on the event because nobody can kick me off of Crowdcast. They can't kick me off of that. They can't kick me off of that, y'all. So I ain't letting them kick me off. So this was amazing. We are going to keep on talking about why we need to dump DEI. Next time, we are going to get into DEI Divas. And we're going to dive into the archety- the archetypes of, I like to say, the DEI decision makers, practitioners, and professionals, right? Because I look at it as it's kind of like three three layers of it. Um, and we're going to just keep on, keep on bumping. I appreciate y'all so much. And this is how, you know, how we do what we do, right? This is how we going to change things. This is how, whether it happens tomorrow, next week, you know, next year or five years from now, this conversation and many more are going to make a difference. So I just want to say thank y'all. Appreciate it. And I'll catch you next time. This is a good time. I like this time. Bye. All right. Well, let's try it. Let's try it. I'll see y'all then. Bye. Bye. When you're building a culture of belonging, Every word counts. That's why Textio brings the world's most advanced language insights into your hiring and employer brand content. Our industry-leading approach to artificial intelligence and machine learning provides the tools needed to find more diverse candidates. In short, Textio builds more equitable workspaces, guiding businesses and writing more inclusive job posts. And we're building on that success by bringing even more products to the market for all people who share our belief that language matters. Words have power, and at Textio, 
We harness that power to increase the access and availability of value-driven work for everyone. 